नारायणं नमस्कृत्य नरं चैवनरोतमं चैवनरोतमं देवी सरस्वतीं व्यासं देवी चरदेवासां ततो जयमुहीरये नश्चक्रायेषु अभर्देशु नित्यं भागवत Vaikuntha Patha Sudha Apagaha Vaikuntha Patha Sudha Apagaha 
the Nectarian rivers of discussion about the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Who is called Vaikuntha or one who drives away all anxiety. Na, not. Sadhavaha, devotees. Bhagavata, always engaged in the service of the Lord. Tadashraya, who is sheltered by the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Na, not. Yatra, where Yagna Isha Makaha. The performance of devotional service to the Lord of Sacrifices. Maha Utsavaha, which are actually festivals. Suresha Lokaha, a place inhabited by the denizens of heaven. Api, although, na, not. Vai, certainly. Saha, that. Sevyatam, being frequented. Translation purple by his divine grace, Shila Prabhupada, Shila Prabhupada, Ki. An intelligent person does not take interest in a place even in the topmost planetary system. If the pure gains of topics, Concerning the Supreme Lord's activities does not flow there. If there are not devotees engaged in service on the banks of such a river of piety, or if there are no festivals of Sankirtana Yajna to satisfy the Lord, especially since Sankirtana Yajna is recommended in this age. Purport Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu appeared in the land of Bharatavarsha, specifically in Bengal, in the district of Nadia where Navadvipa is situated. It is therefore to be concluded, as stated by Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakura, that within this universe, this earth is the best planet, and on this planet, the land of Bharatavarsha is the best. And in the land of Bharatavarsha, Bengal is still better. And in Bengal, the district of Nadia is still better. And in Nadia, the best place is Navadvipa, because Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu appeared there to inaugurate the performance of sacrifice, chanting the Hare Krishna Mahamantra. The Shastras recommend Krishna Varnam Trisha Krishnam Sango Pangastha Parshadam Yagnai Sankirtana Prayay Yajantihi Sumedhasha. Lord Sri Krishna Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is always accompanied by his very confidential associates such as Sri Nityananda, Sri Gadadhara, and Sri Advaita, and many devotees like Sri Vasa. They are always engaged in chanting the name of the Lord and are always describing Lord Krishna. Therefore, this is the best among all the places in the universe. The Krishna consciousness movement has established its center in Mayapur, the birth site of Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, to give men the great opportunity to go there and perform a constant festival of Sankirtana Yajna as recommended herein Yagnesha Makha Mahotsava and to distribute prasada to millions of hungry people hankering for spiritual emancipation. This is the mission of Krishna Consciousness Movement. Chaitanya Bhagavata confirms this as follows. One should not desire to be elevated even to a place in the heavenly planetary systems, if 
it has no propaganda of the uh, propaganda to ex expand the glories of supreme personality of Godhead. No trace of Vaishnavas, pure devotees of the Lord, and no festivals to spread Krishna consciousness. It would be better to live perpetually cramped within an airtight bag of a mother's womb, where one can at least remember the lotus feet of the Lord, than to live in a place where there is no opportunity to remember his lotus feet. I pray not to be allowed to take birth in such a condemned place. Similarly, in the Chaitanya Charitamrita, Krishna Dasa Goswami says that since, since Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is the inaugurator of the Sankirtana movement, anyone, anyone who performs Sankirtana to please the Lord is very, very glorious. Such a person has perfect intelligence, whereas others are in the ignorance of material existence. Of all the sacrifices mentioned in the Vedic literature, the performance of Sankirtana Yatna is the best. Even the performance of 100 Ashwamedha sacrifices cannot compare to the sacrifices of Sankirtana. According to the author of Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita, if one compares Sankirtana Yagna to other Yagnas, he is a Pashanti, an infidel, and is liable to be punished by Yudhaja. There are many Mayavadis who think that the performance of Sankirtana Yagna is a pious activity similar to the performance of Ashwamedha Yagna and other such pious functions. But this is a Nam Aparada. Chanting of the holy name of Narayana and chanting of other names are never equal despite what Mayavadis think. Om Ajnana Dinirandhasya Jnananjana Shalakaya Chakshurunmilitam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Shri Chaitanya Manobhishtam Sthapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupa Kadamahyam Dadatisvapadantikam Vandeham Shri Guru Shri Yuta Padakamalam Shri Guru Vaishna Vamscha Shri Rupam Sagraja
Commission. <clears throat> so here in this section of Bhagavatam, we are seeing how the denizens of uh, the heavenly planets are glorifying Bharata Varsha. Now we know that Canto 5 is talking about cosmology and geography of the universe and how uh, appreciation is going on mutually between different areas. Now we also read about Kepurusha Varsha and now we are reading Bharata Varsha. Prabhupada also writes uh, Bharata Varsha initially was meant by the earth planet was called as Bharata Varsha. But now nowadays it is just a tract of land between the Himalayas and uh, Cape Comrade. British is called Comrade, it's actually Kumari, Kanya Kumari, then it became Comrade. Kumari became Comrade. So, that tract of land is called as Bharata Bhumi. And we saw yesterday, Manu Prabhu was um, discussing with us that Prabhupada writes in the purport, Bharata Bhumi te haila manushya janmayana, janma sarthaka kari kara para upaka. So, Prabhupada writes many places in the 5th canto itself uh, when we were discussing Rishabhadeva's pastimes and his son Bharata. From that's how the name Bharata Varsha comes. Uh, Bharata Varsha comes. Bharata's Varsha is called Bharata Varsha. Uh, this place, Prabhupada writes, is called as Punya Bhumi. Uh, now, why, why this is Punya Bhumi and why it is glorified? Especially that tract of land between the Himalayas and Kanyakumari is because now generally, um, when we, when, we, when we build a house, I don't know, when uh, my father was building a house, I've not built a house myself, um, but my, when my father was building a house, he was talking to the architect and he was suggesting that um, where everything should come, where should the living room come, where should the bathrooms come, where should the uh, you know, but the most important was the puja room, where should the deities be, where should the altar be, that's a very important thing. It used to be, now not nowadays, but because now the puja rooms are shrinking inside, I can see that in the, in the modern houses back in India. Uh, there was a specific size and a and, uh, lot of money was spent in designing the, the there is a separate room. It's, it's just not kept in any room. There's a separate room, it's full of marble, timber, the altar is decorated and a lot of different paintings and glasses are arranged. So this was designed initially when the architect it was discussed. In the same way, in this planet Earth, when Brahmaji designed, he gave significance to every place. But there was a place which he said, this is a very pious place. You know? This is where the Lord will incarnate. So almost like the altar of the world. The Puja room is that Bharata Bhumi. That is why it is Punya Bhumi. That is why the Lord incarnates in that place. Not that other places are less important, but there is a special significance because of for whatever reason, the Lord or Brahmaji prefers that place and Lord prefers that place to incarnate time and again in Bharata uh, And it is glorious because there is the holy land of Vrindavan and Prabhupada Christ, the holy land of Mayapurunavati and Jagannathpuri and many other places where the Lord is worshipped. Um, this was also done because the Bhumi Devi, uh, the presiding deity of Bhumi, went and prayed to Lord Brahmaji that a lot of uh, demoniac propensity or people with a lot of demoniac propensities are increasing. So please help me. She goes in as a cow. If you remember, that's when Krishna incarnates. Um, so therefore, the Bhudevi is glorified by the gopis in the Venugi as 
वृंदावनम सखी देवकी
and a lot of people do that. Uh, I know my colleague does it from Australia. He goes and does it, and they don't even carry money, nothing. They just they just walk, and it will be probably taking them 20, 30 days to cover the the curriculum. So that is the piety of this place. They won't even know who you are, uh, and they might not be even Hindus. They might be Christians or something, and they might they know that what is your diet. So they will either give you milk or fruits, and then you can continue your curriculum. It's quite amazing how this culture, um, how, how the culture is uh, binding or the consciousness of people are uh, cultured in that way. Um, so that is the idea that the religions are glorifying that there is opportunity in this place, not that it is de facto standard that you are born in India and you will get liberated. You, you're not, uh, you don't have to do anything from your side. But how is it relevant today? Because Srila Prabhupada realized this 19, even in the days of 100 years ago, a century ago, Prabhupada realized rampant industrialization following the modern westernization of the culture. People started throwing off their culture out, people started throwing off their traditions. Uh, education, food was all a free commodity, uh, uh, it's not a commodity, it was a free privilege. People used to have free schools then, but all of that was changing rapidly. There was a flood of modernization enveloping India, the Bharatvarsha. And Prabhupada observed this. And where is the origin of this flood? Prabhupada thought, oh, it's originating from the western side. Let me go and stop the flood there, because otherwise it's flooding this country. So let me stop it. So that's why he launched his movement in the US or the West. That's why he's called Paschyakya Deshaka. There was a reverse flood, which was flooding all the culture and the traditions. So therefore we can see that flood is even more prominent today. What Prabhupada's envisioned 100 years ago is even more prominent. People are grossly, uh, what do you say, uh, commercialized, materialistic. Uh, very little few people take up to the study of Bhagavad Gita. Um, although why it is there, you will see it's, they don't take it up so easily. They think there are uh, majority population in India still think Bhagavad Gita Mahabharata is mythology. Uh, it never happened, it's not historical. And many people are even shy to follow their traditions. I remember um, when I was in Bangalore last uh, two years back, I used to go everywhere with Dhoti. Now one of my I went to one of my friend's house. His wife saw me. He she saw me. He came and what are you wearing? And they both husband and wife were wearing shorts. So I said, What are you wearing? Did you see what you are wearing? I'm not, I was not, I know you're very nice, I'm very close to that. So we, we, we were pulling each other's leg. So then I said, this is my style. I'm setting a style statement. Did you know the modern style? You very soon will catch up to the style. This is style. Style. Does it look nice? I'm looking nice. I didn't tell them anything, but um, they were a bit surprised. And you will see, even when you travel with Dhoti these days, um, in the public buses, the people will look at you. They will, you won't see such staring, such glances here in Melbourne, but you will see this glances back in Bharatpur. So this is, the, this is the state nowadays actually. People have forgotten their culture. Um, so um, I was noticing that this is, the culture is fast depleting. It might be sad, as I've also observed, you know, they talk about uh, small scale industries. This is just my observation I will share. People in India are poverty, many people are, they're not, they're not poverty seen, but they have their own ways of sustenance. For example, near my house, there are street vendors who come and sell vegetables, like not heard of here in Melbourne, but there people will come, <coughs> Alu, Lelo, 
Uh, 
glorification and Krishna Katha going on. And the second thing here the verse says, if there are not devotees engaged in the service on the banks of such a river, uh, hearing Krishna Katha should culminate in service actually. Um, because hearing is an activity of the ear and speaking is an activity of the tongue. But engaging only these two senses is not enough, actually. That's why Prabhupada established this temples. Services, this Krishna Katha should culminate in service, deity worship, book distribution, cooking for the deities, uh, making garlands for the deities, dressing the deities up, uh, plucking flowers for the deities, uh, taking care of Tulsi Mahan. All these physical services have to be done because when we do physical services, the whole senses get purified, our existence get purified. Therefore, it's very important that the devotees are engaged at the banks of such a river. Uh, that's why intelligent people notice this also. And the third one, which is important, is uh, they are engaged in services, and the word here is used is um, majestic festivals, maha utsava, maha mahotsava, and they are also majestic or grand festivals. Uh, celebrated constantly. Recently we had Janmashtami being celebrated this week. Uh, so constantly there needs to be a, uh, festivals like this. An intelligent person will actually choose a place like that to reside so that he can always remember Krishna at all times. What's interesting here in this purport, Prabhupada brings out the Bhagavata, Chaitanya Bhagavata's purport. Srila Das Thakur writes Actually, <laughs> a womb, he gives an example of a womb. A womb, if you really see, it's a very dark place. Uh, I was very fortunate to be in Australia because I was asked to be, a, be inside the, uh, what is it, I don't know what room it is called, as when the child gets delivered. So when my son was delivered, I was inside the room watching the delivery. <laughs> so uh, it is kind of a lesson to the, at least the fathers are witnessing it. So they, after seeing the delivery, one must decide, I will never come into this place called your mother's room, but it's my God, it's a horrible place to be. And the life, we all have been there actually, but we don't remember it. It's a place like a sack, dark place, it's very dark, there's no sign of light, and obnoxious liquids are there, and the jiva is crunched in it, it doesn't have any say, any freedom, to choose what he wants to do, he breathes in what the mother breathes in. He has to eat and digest what the mother digests. Even if the mother is eating the most sattvic food, ultimately he has to eat the remnants of what his mother is eating. Fortunately, some soul at that point in time is able to remember Krishna. Not everyone remembers Krishna at that point in time. Only a few jivas who are very fortunate can remember Krishna. Bhagavatam explains that in the Kapila Deva's uh, explanation to Devakuti, you will uh, see the third canto, that Kapila Muni explains that a jiva remembers his past life and he remembers and he prays fervently to the Lord, my dear Lord, this place is so horrible, but now I fret that maybe the outside of, of, of this is even more horrible. At least I am getting an opportunity to pray to you here, so please keep me here, I don't want to get out of this place, because I still am able to who knows, the moment I come out, I might forget you. Maya Devi will engulf it. There is a beautiful video that Bhakti Vedanta Research Academy has done. Uh, are you human? Or are you human? Question on this video. Very nice video of how 
the jiva comes out and then Maya Devi engulfs his intelligence and he forgets everything. He forgets that he was praying to the Lord. Vrindavan has to rise and intelligent person will feel that place, the womb, which was horribly described, is still a better place than coming out in a place where these three things are not done, where there is no glorification of the Lord, where there are no devotees, where there is no Krishna Katha or Krishna's festivals happening. This is from Chaitanya Bhagavata. Uh, so, why Prabhupada mentions this purport as it is not only the place that is important, it is the opportunity that the place provides and the consciousness of the pursuer, of the seeker, of what he is uh, pursuing or seeking, or what is his consciousness in that place. One may reside next to the river Ganges, but if he, if he doesn't know the glories of the river Ganges, if he doesn't know the glories of Mayapur or Navadri, uh, then there is no point. Like, there are a lot of birds taking bath in Ganges all the time. There are in Yamuna, there are a lot of fishes. But they are not aware of the existence of the glories of Yamuna. So that consciousness is not what uh, is suggested here. It's important. Place is important, but at the same time, consciousness also is important. And what's interesting, I, I, I was observing, when the denizens are glorifying Bharata Varsha, you see Prabhupada's mood has gone straight to Mayapur and Chaitanya Mahapur. I was thinking, Prabhupada's mood is quite amazing because he is thinking, here, the verse does not say Sankirtana Yagna. Verse does not talk about Sankirtana Yagna or the glories of the Holy Name. But Prabhupada says, Prabhupada has uh, translated Maha Utsava as Sankirtana Yagna. Why is that? And if we read Prabhupada's purport, we will come to understand. Prabhupada quotes, Krishna Varnam Tusha Krishna. This is a verse from uh, uh, Srimad Bhagavatam. It's uh, 11532, 11th canto. That is why Prabhupada links this verse to uh, this verse. Sumedashaha means what? Intelligent. And this verse starts, an intelligent person does not take interest in a place. So who is that intelligent person? Who is Yagnai Sankirtana Prayai Yajantihi Sumedashaha. So he's linking that intelligent person is one who understands that the advent of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's uh, the purpose of his advent and we all know that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's advent was for two reasons what was that? internal yes internal and external the internal was he wanted to enjoy and he wanted to experience what Radharani was experiencing the un, uh, the uh, the boundless love that Radharani was experiencing and the second reason the externalism was as a side effect he wanted to share that ecstasy that he was going through. Huh? That's why he came to give us Krishna Prema Dhana. Actually, the secret of that is it is just not Krishna Prema Dhana, it is Krishna Prema Nama Dhana. That Nama is the secret actually. That is what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came to give us. Because he, we, we know that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu gave us, came to launch the Sankirtan movement. The Nama, this Nama is a very interesting word because Nama, the word name comes from Nama, the English word name comes from Nama. Uh, the Muslims do Namas. Namas is coming from the word Namaha. Namaha means to pay obeisance. They also pay obeisance. Namaha comes from the word Nama. This is all Nama. We put Tilak. But Tilak, this is just a clay marking. But why this is significant? Because you chant the Holy Name. You say, Om Keshavaya Namaha. Because you say Keshavaya, Madhavaya, you, because you chant the name, 
therefore these three markings become good. So therefore the secret is now. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came to give us that. What's interesting is, uh, it takes so much time to understand that he was the Supreme Personality of God himself. It is said in Chaitanya Charitamrita that even the most erudite scholar, who was the most erudite scholar of those times in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's time? Sarvabhambadhar. It is said, people even read his books even today. His, his uh, Shastri, he is such a good uh, Vedantist, people still study his books today. Even he could not understand Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's argument. His cousin Gopinath Acharya was trying to tell him, Don't you know it is written in the scriptures? So he was quoting Vishnu Sahasrana. You know Vishnu Sahasrana from Mahabharata. There is a verse in Vishnu Sahasrana. I didn't realize that. It says, Suvarno varno himango varam gaschandanam gadi sanyasakrachamashantosh nishtashantik parayana. It is said in the Chaitanya Charitana. This verse repeated in Adilila 3.49 Chaitanya Charitana. Gopinath Acharya is saying, Suvarno varno himango. Suvarno means what? Golden complexion. He is going to come. Chandanangari. He puts sandalwood paste. He is adorned with sandalwood paste. Sanyasakrit Chamaha. He takes sanyas. See, it's there in the verse. Sanyasakrit Chamaha. Shanto. He is very sharp. He is very sober to look at. He is very beautiful to look at. And what does he do? Nishta Shanti Parayana. Who are Nishta to what? Nishta to Mayavata. He will come and Parayana. He will come and uh, deliver them as Nishta Parayana Shanti. He will deliver even those people who are Mayavadis, who are actually uh, following the Mayavadi So it is there. Gopinath Acharya repeatedly tries to convince Arvapanamata Acharya, but he doesn't get convinced. Uh, but it takes him time actually to get convinced. That is why in this verse uh, it is said that Yagna Isha Makha Mahotsava. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came to launch this Sankirtan and we also know the past time between Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and uh, Prakashananda Saraswati huh? where uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Prakashananda Saraswati approaches and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is sitting almost in a place where they wash their feet and uh, Prakashananda Saraswati comes and says, Oh Sanyasi, you are our clan, you are Bharati, uh, you belong to the Bharati Sanyasi. Why are you sitting here in a dirty place? Please come and join us for the Vedanta uh, recitation. But I have a question. Why are you engaged in this silly uh, process of chanting emotionally? Sannyasis don't get emotion, you know, emotional. We are very stern people. We don't get uh, bogged away by these emotional singing and dancing. Why are we becoming an emotional fool? Chaitanya Mahaprabhu says, I, I, you are right actually. My spiritual master said I am a fool. So he said don't study the Vedanta. So you do Sare Harinam Sankirtan. So therefore I am doing this. I am a fool. That's why I am doing it. When the Lord was speaking like this, Prakashananda Saraswati had hundreds of followers, thousands of followers. They all agreed. Now we agree that glories of holy name should be done because they also believe in bhajana. But they think bhajana is a karma kanda ritual. They, they bring down the position of uh, Harina, Sankirtana. But they said, what is wrong in chanting the Vedanta? You can do what you are doing, but you should chant Vedanta also. You are a sannyasi after all. Then Chaitanya Mahaprabhu says, I can chant, but I don't want to chant the meanings that you are chanting. They say, what do you mean? This is the glorious Vedanta Sutras, Bhashya given by Adi Shankaracharya, Mahat But all of that is wrong in this interpretation. It is completely wrong. Simple meanings have been misconstrued, and it is not the fault of Shankara because he is the Lord, Lord Shiva himself. So he has a purpose. So therefore, at least you must be intelligent to understand. 
So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu then explains the entire Vedanta Sutra to the followers of Prakash and Saraswati. And then they understand the meaning of it. He starts from the beginning of home. You will see all of this in the Adi Lila, uh, Prakash and Saraswati's uh, discussions. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu convinces, they all get convinced uh, just by the human speech of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu because he is the Supreme Lord himself. So, uh, this Apara Karuna, this, uh, this great mercy was given by the Supreme Lord when he came here. Namo Mahavadanyaya Krishna Prema Pradaya. He is Namo Mahavadanyaya. He is the most beneficent. He is actually Krishna has two purposes, you know, Krishna comes to deliver the pious and annihilate the mysterious and uh, these are the two purposes he comes. But uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is even more merciful. He actually comes to deliver each and every one of us. Until Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came, actually even the so-called Vaishnava Sampradayas in India, the Vaishnava Padhati was not open to everyone. Only it was open to Brahmanas only. Uh, not everyone who chant Vishnu Sahasana. Not everyone could study Bhagavad. Bhagavadin is not allowed to be chanted other than Brahmanas, actually speaking. Uh, the mere fact that we are sitting here and discussing Bhagavadam, the credit has to go to Srila Prabhupada, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, all up to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He was the pioneer in, in establishing the true keynotes of the Vedas that it should be accessible, Vaishnava literature should be accessible to one and all. Uh, <clears throat> that's why here, Yamna Nisha Makha Mahotsava. In Darshinam Bhagavatam, Canto 1, Chapter 2, there is a verse which talks about Vasudeva Paraveda. Vasudeva Paraveda. And then it says Vasudeva Paramakha. Makha means sacrifices. The sacrifices have to be done for Isha of Yagna. Who is that Yagna Isha? Krishna. Yagna Dhakarma. But that festival, that sacrifice should be Maha Utsava. And that Maha Utsava is the Sankirtan festival, which Prabhupada says. The most important festival and sacrifice is Sankirtan Yagna. Sankirtan Yagna doesn't only mean going out in the city and chanting the holy name. Actually, all of this is Sankirtan. Talking Bhagavad, distributing books, distributing prasadam, they are all part of Sankirtan Yagna. That's why Prabhupada writes about distributing prasadam also. All of this belongs to Sankirtan Yagna. Preaching. Um, and how did Chaitanya Mahaprabhu also give this? Many people also blame Chaitanya Mahaprabhu did not uh, give any Shastric injunctions. But what's interesting is Bhagavatam culminates with a verse to say the ultimate purport of Srimad Bhagavatam is one has to take up the chanting of the holy names of the Lord. And that is what uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu gives in the first verse of his Shastram. Actually, if we study Shastram, I remember when I used to come we were chanting Shikshashtakam before Bhagavatam class. We used to chant Shikshashtakam before we started Bhagavatam. Uh, the session we used to chant all the words of Shikshashtakam and then start Bhagavatam. That was the process here. And for the reason we stopped that. But the first was Chaito this verse. He did not sit and assemble devotees and talk this verse. 
actually it was an outpouring of his ecstasy uh, in the last 12 years of his life Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was in the Mahabhav stage he was in deep ecstasy transcendental ecstasy and he was uh, enjoying and suffering the uh, the bhoga and the sambhoga and the, uh, the, the, the union and the separation with the Radha and Krishna's mood he was in that mood in that mood he just vomited this verse he said the acharyas he just vomited this verse and this verse was a big mercy from just like we eat uchchhisa from our spiritual master when a spiritual master eats something and leaves it the remnant of the spiritual master becomes the most yasya prasada bhagavat prasado yasya prasada nagati kutopi yasya prasada yasya of him of the supreme of the spiritual master that prasada to that prasada only i can get so that prasada is what shikshashtakam is shikshashtakam is the mahat prasada of that nama mahavadanya and that each verse of the shikshashtakam each line of the shikshashtakam is quite deep one can actually do phd study on this of shikshashtakam it actually embodies the whole culmination of the entire vedanta sutra in that eight verses uh, one can go deep study that and lot of disciples of uh, and godders of roba has commented on it on on these verses and they say the first verse itself is the launching of the uh, harinam sankirtan movement that first verse cheto darpana marjanam bhava mahadavatni nirmam it will deliver us from the mahadav mahadav samsara dava davana the forest fire of material existence and then it will gradually take us to vidya bhuti to the time where we become beloved of krishna it's quite interesting the, the understanding of shikshashtakam and that is how the lord launches this particular movement so i'll um, conclude what chaitanya mahaprabhu did shila prabhuva was even one step ahead of chaitanya mahaprabhu when chaitanya mahaprabhu uh, actually forecasted yara dekhe tara kahe where my my name will be preached all over the world in every town and village right that was brought forth to reality by prabhu this bhumi uh, is glorious because bharata varsha is glorious because there is vrindavan there but prabhupada is so merciful he created vrindavan everywhere wherever he went bhavat vida bhagavatas tirthi tirthi kurman wherever the, the spiritual uh, the devotees go they convert these places into vrindavan they convert these places into where the supreme lord resides so um, uh, i remember one more who were saying we have all the three hams we have vrindavan we have vrindavan we have in melbourne prabhupa said this is not melbourne this is vrindavan so every temple of shila prabhupa is an oasis in the desert of material existence and that's what prabhupa did so here in this temple we have a flow of gages of krishna katha going on all the time there is kirtan there is uh, stories being discussed there is uh, glories of krishna being discussed there are devotees constantly engaged in service it is such a joy to be inside this temple just stepping inside this temple takes us to a different realm of existence altogether and then the last uh, point is uh, festivals we just had the mastery uh, uh, the devotees are so merciful uh, even taking darshan and the video the camera it could raise goosebumps taking darshan of radha bala even through the camera so it's so potent this temple is uh, and this is only possible because namo mahavadanya krishna prema pradayate actually someone has to write govardhan who is composing sanskrit verses and he has composed that he is actually the arti 
uh, he is the original Dayati Shri Prabhupada because he has given us that mercy of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He has made the mercy of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu accessible to a common man like us. Actually, so we are very fortunate to be connected to this movement. Generally, when I am hearing Narthakti uh, Vrsha, people are engaged and they are taking so many different paths. And I was hearing an interview where in the interview, the interviewer was repeatedly addressing he was interviewing Gauranthi Prabhu and Gauranthi Prabhu was addressing Krishna, the Lord, Bhagavad Gita and here the interviewer was addressing Krishna as the universe <laughs> he didn't say Krishna or Lord he said the universe will fulfill all your desires universe is a lump of clay my dear universe cannot fulfill anything it is inert they know that but because of their egoistic tendency they will not say God they will not say Lord they will not say Supreme Lord because it's become a taboo to talk about religion it's become a taboo to talk about God huh? everywhere they talk of religion they become our story they become our story so and we are so fortunate that the Lord Prabhupada has given us this opportunity to be speaking about the Lord to hear about the Lord uh, so we are actually in the most fortunate times in the Bharat Varsha now Prabhupada has expanded the definition of Bharat Varsha and the whole planet actually it is the original glory of Bharat Varsha has been restored by Prabhupada that it is not only India now Melbourne also is a part of Bharat Varsha Russia also is a part of Bharat Varsha China also is a part of Bharat Everywhere is Bharat Varsha because it's the glories of the Lord being proposed everywhere. Everywhere there is Harinam Sankirtan going on in the streets. You go to US, you go to New York, there is Harinam Sankirtan happening. Therefore, uh, Prabhupada has made this whole planet very auspicious, especially for the devotees. And uh, we are very indebted to him for this. And uh, I conclude by saying, um, may we take the opportunity, this opportunity to, praise, to spread the glories of Holy Name, to spread the glories of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. It is said until uh, two years ago, Mayapur was the second highest visited pilgrimage in India. Uh, and it is said in the next 10 years, it is going to be the highest pilgrimage ever visited in the whole world, in the whole universe. Because the highest pilgrimage in the whole world is River Ganga, even today. It, it surpasses Kaaba, it surpasses Mecca also. People visiting Ganga, especially Kuba Meda and others. But it is said by the disciples of Srila Prabhupada in the next 10 years after the Timurti project completes, Mayapur will become the center of pilgrimage for the entire world. And we have to be equipped for it. And there will be a lot of services to be a festival. It is like uh, hearing His Holiness Ramapada Swami Maharaj was saying, every day it will be Janmasmi multiplied by 1000. Every day will be a festival in Mayapur. And we have to care for it. Uh, we have to care for it in that way. So we are very fortunate. So I'll conclude here that uh, we are in very fortunate times and we pray that we take full advantage of this process and of this, uh, uh, of this establishment that Srila Prabhupada has um, established for us. So I'll stop here. There are any questions, comments, or any uh, corrections you can have for a while? I also appreciate how Gandhi's is now in the text literally said the, the flow of the Ganges compared to the nectar, the pastimes of the representations. Um, I for example, to me, in my experiences, when I visit uh, the Iskandesaritri website, the whole collection of lectures of Krishna Gata, Krishna, my lifetime is not enough to 
get this flow. It's a lot of nectar. So I can see the good fortune that all we have. And that's beautiful. I personally like the new vision of Ganges for me. I read this before, but I didn't get it. But now Ganges is it's more like a, the nectar of the narrations of Krishna's pastime. Another dimension of Ganges. Well, that's my understanding. Maybe I'm wrong. No, no, that's right, man. Because everything. When, when you see Harinam devotees marching in the street, you will see like a river of Ganges flowing in the sound of tumultuous and and Kartal coming up. When you see devotees attending festivals, it will be like Ganges coming. <laughs> the Ganges remembers the, the, the Rabhasa, it is called as the, the thrust or the force with which Ganges flows. And it is yet, even though it is trustful, it is purifying. Um, and, that is, and you mentioned about the knowledge that Iskand desire has, which is a flow of knowledge, which is it's called as Pravaha. Pravaha means it's a massive flow in one sense of, of devotional activities which includes literature, knowledge, uh, renown, all of that. And it just as a, as a, a small uh, talk of this, uh, is called the Saturday, but if we see the whole website or internet, we have access to uh, a lot of media and devotees now with this COVID-19. A lot of lectures, zooms, it's, and you don't have enough time for that nectar. Yeah. So we cannot even complain. Yes. They are giving us. Yes. The Lord has facilitated so, us to, to be to access. We are so fortunate that we can study Bhagavatam sitting in our homes using the internet. Actually, internet is a curse, but at the same time, it's a very powerful equipment to use it the right way. But there are a lot of also, internet also is uh, filled with demoniac articles as well. So it's very important as devotees we write a lot. Not only reading, we should all write a lot. We should write uh, at least a blog a day and blog. Uh, every devotee writes a blog a day. Imagine the whole internet will be filled with Krishna. Um, I was actually suggesting our Srimad Bhagavatam classes. We title our Bhagavatam classes as Srimad Bhagavatam Universe Number. We shouldn't title it like that. That should be in the description. But we should title it as um, uh, the three aspects of uh, purification. Something very generic which people can search on because the internet doesn't. They, nobody searches on SB 5.9.24. They will search spirituality. They will search uh, three aspects of spirituality or the purity. We need to catch these hashtags. It's called this. So probably we should return our searches also. If people search something, our Bhagavatam uh, content should show up in the internet. So it's, a, it's a quite interesting. One of the people was suggesting this to me. And, uh, and we do that in, in SoundCloud and the other places. But probably we should do that in YouTube as well. So, yes, you're right. Man. We are actually very fortunate in that sense. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. Yes, when you said that Maya was like a flow club coming from America and uh, there is a whole world, uh, there's a nice concept that in a, in a flood or in a river, sometimes there's something called as an F, EWB, yeah. which is like a small, small uh, backward flow of that. And that will always be there, we've seen in the rivers. Yeah, backwaters. Not backwaters, but just yeah, backflow. Um, mm. And uh, Nilamrita has described that that is the Sankirtan movement. 
So, you know, that flow is Maya, but then that reverse flow is uh, what's okay. okay. And that's what Prabhupada did. The moment Prabhupada flew in the Jaladuta, the egg boiled already started. Prabhupada was flying there. So that means uh, Harinam Sankirtan, he was bringing Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to the West. So let me purify this place. It's quite interesting actually. The more deeper we go in understanding Prabhupada's mood and the scriptures that Prabhupada has written, it's quite interesting. Thank you, We'll stop here. Grantra Shri Nanda Bhagavatam Kita Shri Lakopa Kita Anand Kodi Vaishnava Kita Anand Kodi Vaishnava Kita Anand Kodi Vaishnava